Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to to get get jumped. Welcome to episode 31 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto and the Kunoichi Rumble. Whoa. Say that again. The Kunoichi Rumble. Like, one more time. The Kunoichi Rumble. That's you. Let's jump in. God. I was thinking. (laughs) uh, Well, uh, well, they can't all be winners, everyone. And Uh... I, uh, I think this is maybe the best metaphor for the episode that we have for you today. Um, yeah, it's like a, a really normal start, and then it goes into uh, uh, the last part, which is terrible. <laughs> yeah, so here's the deal. We're covering Naruto today. We're doing 38 through 42, and mm-hmm. um, this is the problem that we've mentioned in the last couple of episodes about Naruto. Uh, I think we've mentioned it consistently in our Naruto coverage, but it's really on display here, and the problem is pacing. Uh, specifically these episodes, there are five of them. You could easily have done them in two. You maybe could justify three. There should not be five of these. Mm-hmm. Um, just not enough happens. And there's a lot of dead air. Um, there's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that was clearly shots. added. Yeah. So many continuous shots of just people's reactions and just still shots of reactions and more still shots of reactions. Yeah. I also I wondered if they thought that only only frozen people were allowed in these episodes. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is so we talked about filler a little bit. This is something you'll see a lot with um, with lower budgeted shows as well because this is the second. This is the you know this are the first year of Naruto anime, so like they hadn't really made any of their money from the show. Um, it will remain relatively low quality animation for a large portion of its run. Um, but the there's a trick that animators without a lot of money do. Um, it's not as common these days, or at least it's hidden a lot better um, because of just advances in animation technology. A lot of, you know, computers help uh, people animate m- much more quickly these days. Um, but in Naruto times, you get a lot of, characters moving almost not at all a lot of shots are characters all everything in the shot is standing still maybe their mouths are moving a little bit and that's because that way they don't have to animate that much they can basically superimpose just the moving mouth over a completely still image and these episodes especially the first couple it's a lot of internal monologue so you'll get just like lots of essentially still images of characters and then voiceover for like large portions of the episode. And it's yeah not great. Now I, I got to asterisk here and say that when I was a kid, this was a lot better. Um, and it's not necessarily because I was a child as much as it was because I didn't know what was going to happen. If you don't know the story of Naruto, I think this is much less egregious, but when you do know the story, it's like when you're watching something again, you pick up all the foreshadowing, except in this case, the foreshadowing is opportunities where they could have moved the story along and chose not to. And that's not yeah. as good. Um, and 
Also, Naruto's a fighting anime. There's not a ton of plot. Some of the plot's pretty decent, but most of it's about getting to cool fights and watching them, and uh, they really really make you earn it, which doesn't have as much uh, value on the subsequent watches as it does on the first. Yeah. Well, before we get going, though, I just want to give people an update on a, a couple of things. Uh, that are happening in the world today. You update um, them, Spencer. Yeah. So, uh, first and foremost, I, I, I've t- said it a couple of times that like One Piece has been going on forever and ever and ever, and not every arc inside of One Piece is created equal. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Some of them are like really bad. Um, but they're consistently pretty well animated throughout it. I have picked up One Piece again. I watched it all the way through um, one of the most recent arcs, which was with uh, with Don Flamingo, I believe his name. I, uh, I, I'm probably... yeah. No, I've He's heard like, good things uh, about that, actually. Yeah, so that arc has gotten really, really good, and the arc right after it is continuing to be really good. And I'm like, I think that we're in another golden era of, like, Monkey D. Luffy being a badass. Um, so I would say if you wanted to pick up one piece again, um, there are three or four, um, online, um, kind of wrap ups with, uh, on YouTube. If you're not a completionist like Blake is, yeah. but you gotta be, you gotta be aware they have like, they're on like episode, like 300 something of the show or 400 something of the show might be way more than that. I can't remember exactly. Then there's a bunch of movies as well. And the movies do tie into the series. What? So like, yes. So be aware. That's surprising because anime constantly have movies. They usually do one movie a year while the anime is successful and they never tie into the story. So that's really surprising. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about one piece. And I didn't really know this until I started digging into it further. It might not give you as much of like something that moves along the plot arc, which is like the main overarching arc in like most animes. But here's the thing about one piece. One piece is all about these little tiny arcs, these little tiny adventures on these different islands. And it's just world building, basically. Like Monkey D. Luffy's story is like pretty, like pretty slow. And it's it it kind of drags along this main arc as you just watch him grow. But every single one of the stories that's told, it you need to understand them to understand further, like what he's been through to get to this point and how he still remains the same person that he was before that. It's it's really cool. I I think that the show is is really really hitting a pretty awesome time, and you should totally check it out. And I was mentioning before, there's like four wrap up videos. Um, that will wrap up like the, the first couple of arcs of the show. If you don't want to watch them, um, if you do want to watch them, I will tell you that, uh, the first two arcs of the show are the two, um, least well animated of the entire show. Um, there's a lot of the stuff that we talked about in Naruto and that's why I brought it up when we were talking about this. I recently watched a couple of of the early ones and it's, it's still well done. It's a, it's a good story that's told well, but like. If you know what to look for, it's it isn't even hidden. Like it, there's a lot of corner cutting. Yeah, and you can really, really pick up on the fact that it's just like 
yeah, this story is cool and the show is animated well, but there are a lot, a lot of episodes that are filler in the starting of it. And then when it hits its stride, though, it's just like bullets in the show. It's 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 really cool. And then the other thing that I was going to talk about, um, which uh, is is kind of kind of a big deal um, if you're paying attention to live action anime movies. Um, there was a script of Trigon, uh, Trigun that was bought. Um, that sometimes doesn't mean anything because the Cowboy Bebop script was bought like a super long time ago. Um, this is by an American studio. Correct. So it's a, it's the, it's a joint venture between, I think it's, uh, it's Warner brothers and somebody else. One of the Japanese animation companies, not the same one that did ghost in the shell, but somebody else. Um, it might be fun, like sunrise or something. Um, but there was, there was a big hollow blue this morning about it. Um, and I figured I would just talk about that because I, I love Trigon and it's one of those shows too. That's like, you could do a really badass movie of yeah. this show. You like, could do up to three really good movies pulling from plot elements of that show. Um, mm-hmm. or like one bang ass movie, depending on how you wrote it and uh, to address. Yeah. So if they've bought the script, so that doesn't like Spencer said, it doesn't necessarily mean they're making it. Um, it does indicate intent to make it. Um, another reason a studio might buy the script would be to prevent another studio from making it. Um, so there's a couple of reasons why it might get bought. Most likely it's because they are interested in making it. Um, there are different levels of intent and interest involved there. Uh, they, they'll definitely, if there's any interest at all, like if they think that this might be worthwhile, they'll buy the rights to the script. Um, cause in the grand scheme of like, making the movie and the perceived return on, you know, ticket sales for that movie. Um, buying the script is pretty cheap. Uh, so that doesn't necessarily mean anything, unfortunately, but it is still pretty exciting news. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really, really great show. And with that, uh, let's go ahead and uh, jump into Naruto. Uh, we haven't been here for a little while. We got a bit to cover. uh, I feel like, I feel like we've been dragging ass getting back to Naruto. even like we took, we had like the special and then like the week yeah. off, and it was just like yeah, getting back like, to it. Just Naruto. Feels... Well, no, actually, Naruto was our first January episode. It, it uh, does feel like it's been a long time, though. Whatever. Okay, so we got five episodes to cover. Um, what you need to know: Naruto is a story about a world of ninjas. Naruto is the main character. But he's not actually going to do much in this episode, so we can kind of fudge the numbers there. He is teammates with two important characters in these episodes. One is Sasuke, and one is Sakura. Sasuke is a dude who has a tortured past, and he's kind of the strong, silent type. He's also a bit of a prodigy, so he's always really picked up everything very quickly. He's kind of uh, the envy of all the guys and the love interest of all the girls. Um, It sounds cliche, but it's actually pretty true for this character. That's his deal. Um, the other person is Sakura. She's um, their teammate. She is poorly defined. She's mostly just kind of the girl. And um, she has a rivalry with Eno, who we'll, we've met before, but we'll meet her again later on. Um, there's a dude called Orochimaru. He's being built up to be a pretty important villain in the series. Uh, he will show up. A little bit later, he has shown up in disguise earlier 
when he did that earlier, he bit Sasuke on the neck, which gave him this curse mark, which is kind of mysterious, but sort of right now causes a generic amount of pain to Sasuke when he tries to utilize his chakra, which is the magical energy that allows them to do their magical feats during battle. I think that's pretty much yeah. it. They're right now they're in a preliminary well they're about to start a preliminary tournament for mm. a larger tournament for uh promotion basically. Yeah. So let's uh go right into episode 38 nearing the field sudden death elimination. Um so where we pick up is they are going into the third phase of the exam. Um to become like higher level ninjas inside of the uh, the village hidden in the leaf, um, uh, or whatever they village they're all, from. Yeah, they're not all. No, no, no. It's in the village hidden in the leaf. Um, That's where the uh, tournament's happening. Yeah, the promotion correct, will stand yeah. for whatever their home village is. There's some geopolitical thing that we're not going to go into. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it, the episode starts out, it kind of recaps a little bit, um, with like the Hokage getting cut off by Coffee McCofferson. Yeah, um, I don't this, even remember uh, his real name anymore, but that's definitely it. This, he's the most obnoxious ninja who, oh, yeah. uh, it's... Uh, he, he definitely, definitely has like tuberculosis, uh, of it's some, some kind. It's some horrible shit. So uh, I remember it now. His name's Hayate Gecko. He's important because he coughs a bunch. And he is the proctor of this stage of the exam. Uh, he'll show up occasionally throughout the rest of the series and then kind of die ingloriously at one point later on. So uh, don't get attached, I guess. But yeah, he's kind of gross right now. Yeah. Um, so uh, we are going, we're finding out that the preliminary to the um, the open field tournament, um, which they're, it's they're going to go into like a uh, a battle between like you know two and two against each other, right? Um, but this is the preliminary battle to get to that battle. So they're going to have uh, a private fight, and then another one, which is going to be kind of like in an open combat setting, where they're going to invite like diplomats and uh, other people from other countries. Um, it's kind of like a uh, a way to show off your ninja's strength inside of a very public arena so that they can garner for political attention and um, kind of like people in like Mar like the March Madness of ninjas. Kind um, of. You it, kind of it, think of it that it way. It is actually like sort of like a draft, uh, like a sports draft where like you, so in this universe you'll hold the fights, which in sports draft terminology, like the NFL draft, you would have seen these people playing previously. So instead of seeing them, you know, play in various games, you're going to see them fight in this big tournament. And then you're going to know yeah. who you might want to draft for a mission later on. Um, and you'll kind of yeah. get a feel for what the different villages can do. It's actually one of the cooler aspects of this, um, this arc as well as the world as a whole. Um, yeah. even if they are just children and it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, uh, we find out that they are going to give the opportunity to all of the different, uh, people that are there, the different ninja that are there. If they feel too worn out or if they feel like they're not strong enough to continue on, um, he gives them an out and he's like, just tell me you can drop out now. It's not going to, uh, you don't have to fight any further. Um, Sasuke is being chided by Sakura who knows that he's in pain because of this curse mark that's on his back to drop out and he refuses to um he also talks to um 
to Naruto a little bit, and Naruto's like, you might need to drop out. And he's like, I want to fight these people, and most of all, I want to fight you, Naruto. Yeah, it's. I don't know if he says most of all, but it is, it's kind of a nice moment. Uh, Naruto has not been included in the list of people who are worth noticing, and now he is, and that's sort of a big deal. Uh, they weirdly gloss over it, but uh, it's it's kind of major for Naruto specifically, as well as for this Naruto-Sasuke relationship, which, if you don't know Naruto, the Naruto-Sasuke relationship is the whole show, so... Um, so strap in boys. So, um, (laughs) the, the teachers, meanwhile, while Sakura and Sasuke are talking about how Sasuke should drop out because of his curse mark are like three feet away, loudly talking to each other about how Sasuke should drop out due to his curse mark, but nobody else hears it. And it's weird. (laughs) Then there's there's also another character that we've met a single time before this. His name is Kabuto. Um, he is uh, the only person in the entire arena to drop out. And he says that it's just because he's too worn out. And then there is, like, the most obvious moment where he is, like, collaborating with the other evil ninja. Like, when he stops to talk to that other ninja that's from the yeah. Ninja in the Sound. And then he, like, is, as he's walking off, his, like, normal happy face turns into, like, this fucking sinister crazy yeah. face. Yeah, he might as well fucking wave to Orochimaru, who's over standing <laughs> in the corner trying to fit in. Like, bye, you don't need me anymore, right? Like, I'm gonna bow out. Is that cool, Orochimaru? You're over there in the corner. Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> so Anyways. this is like that scene in the office when they're trying to figure out who was the who was the mole and they all get on the IT guy's nerves and he like airs their shit out and then at the end he's just like Andy's the mole, he's the mole. Like it's that. <laughs> so I love I love so much the fact that you brought up the office because the other thing that I watched today while I was at work, other than uh other than this during like my I had my breaks today, um I also watched Kevin makes things in the office to eat and it's like he's like have you seen that thing before where he's like let's make quesadillas out of these chips and he like puts <laughs> chips down and then squeezy cheese over the top of it Is and that then one at the, the end of the web originals yeah, and then, like, one of the end parts of it is he's, like, making beer at his desk and he's like, they say you can't bring beer into work but they didn't say anything about brewing your own beer here <laughs> and then <laughs> And then Oscar's like, you're not really going to drink that, are you? And he's like, you wa- you can't have any. He's like, I don't want any. It smells terrible. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch that. Um, Anyways. Naruto. So the preliminary, Sakura tries to bow out for Sasuke, and he's like, no, don't. So then the preliminary, we're down to 10 people. There's going to be 10 one-on-one fights, and uh, the rule is you fight until you can't fight anymore, and maybe you'll get killed, and so just know that. So Sasuke yeah. has now talked some shit, and Kakashi comes over to him, and he's like, hey, here's the deal about your curse mark. You can't let it go off, or I'm going to have to come and stop your fight. And Sasuke's like, it'll be fine, and then he gets called up first. So yeah. Sasuke's going up against so Kabuto, the guy who bowed out, who was secretly a mole for Orochimaru, he came along with two uh two teammates. And I was thinking the other day when I was watching these episodes that uh Kabuto's teammates look like they're poorly designed, but actually if there were only one of them, the design would be interesting, but there's two of them and it looks like shit. 
But yeah. they're basically dudes in sort of generic ninja garb, but their faces are covered entirely with like a little square or like a rectangular hole cut out so their eyes can show through. And one of them is wearing glasses and one of them is wearing completely opaque sunglasses. So they're yeah. just human shapes with eyes. Yeah. And there's there's uh, this first fight that's going to get going. It's uh, I think his name is Yoroi. Um, yeah, Yoroi. Yoroi. He's fighting against uh, Sasuke. Um, they're trading blows a little bit back and forth. Uh, Sasuke's, there's a lot of inner monologue where he's like, you know, like, gotta pay attention to what this, what's going on sort of thing. Gotta keep my, like, my, uh, my, my chakra in check. But every time he takes a blow, he feels, he starts to move a little bit slower. And then he realizes that this guy is like stealing his chakra. Yeah. He's like a chakra vampire, which is, which is pretty sweet. So he gets he grabs Sasuke by the forehead and and starts sucking his life force and then we go into episode thirty nine which is Bushy Brow's jealousy lions barrage unleashed so uh, Bushy Brow's Rock Lee we're not going to talk about him but that's who that is um, yeah that's that's so stupid that they put that in there because it's like not that big of a deal inside of here yeah and- it kind of is and it kind of isn't i don't know that it's worth naming the episode after it but if you can't come up with a better name so i thought i was thinking too during this fight it's a really good thing that yoroi didn't get paired up against naruto because if naruto was fighting him and he tried to suck out naruto's chakra the thing about naruto is that he houses a giant demon fox and when naruto's chakra goes away the demon fox chakra comes out and he starts to go crazy so yeah. that would be a big backfire. And also with the way that the proctors have been running this shit so far, they'd probably wait and think to themselves like this is this could get really bad. But let's see how this plays out right up until about two minutes after it was too late. So I'm glad okay. that this didn't happen. <laughs> now, the next note that uh, that Blake has down before he goes into a tirade about the next uh, the next parts of the episode I'll explain really quick because all he said was, "Anyways, Sasuke wins." That's what. But happens. Sasuke actually, uh, Sasuke <laughs> actually fights in a pretty sweet way. Um, he goes to the, um, he he knocks him off of him as he's coming back and trying to attack him. Sasuke dodges some punches, then kicks uh, this guy up into the air like Rock Lee did before when he was using the um, lions oh, barrage. God, it's like the, yeah, the lions barrage. Um, wait, did anyways? He that's, kicks him up into the that's air. That's why right? the episode's called this, because he steals Rock Lee's technique. Yeah, and he stole it because he saw it with his Sharingan, and once you see it with your Sharingan, you learn it. Yeah, um, the other reason so, he has to steal it is that the curse mark is activating every time he tries to do something, so he uses Taijutsu because it doesn't use Chakra in the same way. Yeah, so the, the thing yeah. that's pretty cool about this, and also not cool about this, is that once he gets him up in the air, he like touches his back with his fingers, and I guess that's like him like leading him or something. But for a moment, he like he like his curse mark starts going off again and he has to like fight against it. And there's yeah. this like whole inner monologue thing. And all I could think during that time was just like, what is stopping this guy? Yeah, from Yoroi just like just turning around. He's in like, the uh, he just <laughs> he found my weakness. It's fingers in my lower back. <laughs> so like while Yoroi is like just sitting there flying through the air and then like Sasuke finally shakes out of it and swings and kicks him once 
then kicks him another time and then hits him. And then he's like, I'm not through with it yet. And then he hits him again and then like kicks him into the ground and knocks him the hell out. It's cool. Um, so then the next few minutes of the show is just literally every character that's there individually having thoughts quietly to themselves about Sasuke. <sighs> Anyway, Kakashi takes Sasuke <laughs> to seal his curse mark so that it won't keep hurting him a lot and threatening his life. And then we have this like flashback thing where Naruto doesn't know that Sasuke has the curse mark, which I don't know how he missed that, but he doesn't know. And then Sakura was sworn to secrecy. So she doesn't tell him, and it just takes it's so long. So anyway, the next match is Zaku and Shino. Zaku <laughs> is the dude they fought Naruto and they fought basically literally all of the characters from the Leaf Village except Shino a few episodes ago. In our episode time, I think it was two episodes ago, but it might have been the last one we did. I don't remember. And uh, anyway, Zaku has like metal pipe holes in his hand that sounds so weird he can shoot <laughs> he can shoot highly compressed sound or air it's air out of his uh out of his hands through holes and then shino we don't we as an audience that hasn't seen this yet doesn't know what shino does we just know that he's kind of creepy and quiet and he's partnered up with akamaru and hinata sorry so akamaru is the dog he's partnered up with kiba so here's the thing man like all I can think about when you're explaining this is just how jaded you are these episodes. I'm pretty and jaded. It gets worse later on. The, My notes are going to devolve. The here's the reason why, you guys. Okay, so this episode, there is a sweet fight for two or three minutes, then six minutes of fluff, and then a cool two minutes of the start of the fight between... Uh, between Shino and whatever the hell his name is. Um, and then there's some fluff, and you're just like, oh my god, can we stop doing this? And then there's this moment at the very end where, like, he's sealing the curse mark, and Orochimaru comes up, and, like, Kakashi's, like, uh, he pulls out a Chidori, and, like, uh, which it's is just, technically, uh, it's I think it's Raikiri when he uses it, and it's Chidori oh, when... Yeah, Raikiri. They're the same technique, but one of them's loud. That's the difference. Yeah. So Raikiri is the it's where he like focuses all the chakra into his hand, and his hand basically turns into like a lightning lance, which is really sweet. It's awesome. and I forgot that you don't actually get to see it at all because Orochimaru does not fight him at all. He no. just kind of fades away into the distance, and yeah. Kakashi lets it go, and yeah, there's nothing that it. happens. So thoughts that I had while all that shit happened was I wonder how many people have gotten a curse mark tattoo. <laughs> like <laughs> especially if it's in all like along their like neck shoulder area where Sasuke has it. If you're one of those people and you don't send me a picture, I will be very upset with you. Um I didn't Google it because I am lazy, but I'm curious. So okay. uh, the rules so here's are the other. <laughs> go no, go ahead. Here's the other thing about it. That end of that episode is so long between Orochimaru and Kakashi that it literally 
is the entire thing that happens to Kakashi in the next episode, too. It just continues yeah. to happen with nothing happening. They have and a then, full-on brief chat, and that's the next episode. Yeah. yeah, and then we go into episode 40, Kakashi and Orochimaru face-to-face. When you hear this title, and there is just this sweet-ass moment right before the end of the credits on the last episode, yeah. you expect something to happen, but no, it's just... Him being like, I want the Sharingan. That's why I gave him a curse mark. Yeah. I want to fight you. I want to. I don't want to fight you. End of conversation. What happened? That's it. So <laughs> yeah, he. That's pretty much it. The Kakashi, like Orochimaru, walks forward and he gets so close that Kakashi gets hella tense. He pulls out the Raikiri. Orochimaru's like, Kakashi's like, you're not gonna. You're going to take Sasuke over my dead body. He doesn't say it exactly that way, but it's the same. And then Orochimaru's like, mm, I'm not going to fight you. By the way, the sound village is my thing. Um, I'm the leader <laughs> of that village. Uh, and I Why just, does he tell him? I don't know at all. He's pulling a full-on James Bond villain here. So he like, then he's like, mm, anyway, that's all. I'm going to leave now. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you could have killed me. And he just like, he just feels like... <laughs> He's he just came here to stir the pot and then talk some shit and then leave. Yeah, I really really hate Orochimaru right now. This I, I remember wa- when speaking of when I watched this as a kid, I was so upset at this episode for exactly the reason you mentioned because I thought they were about to have a sick ass fucking fight and nothing happens. Yeah. Then back and, uh, back on the ranch where we got our fucking uh tournament happening so at the end of the last episode zaku whose arms have been broken by the way both of his arms are broken but he whips one out and he's like no it's fine this one's good and then he like puts his hand up against shino's head and like blasts him so we think that shino's dead at the end of the last episode but it's not yes he's not then here's the thing about shino (laughs) shino has taken this uh, blast to the head like a champ. Wait, here's by the way, the, oh yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Keep he, going. No, I'm reading my notes. He did not. He he did not block it at all. No. Um, but the thing that happens when you see the smoke clear is that all of these weird bugs are crawling out of these three holes in the side of his face, and then you notice that there's like a swarm of bugs coming from the other side. Yeah. And all I could think to myself was like couple of questions number one when did you have time to do this other yeah. than it, have you been just releasing bugs through the entire time everybody's been uh also fighting yeah like having technically did you do this during your fight or have you been kind of cheating yeah two that's so gross that just you have like these weird aphid bugs yeah and this is like his family's bloodline trait or whatever like this is their thing like people know about it and they talk about how like that's what his family does and like how do you get someone to fuck you if you have bugs living in your body yeah it's gross any of our listeners that have bugs living in their body and would like to answer that question (laughs) tweet at us (laughs) and and anyway number three Shino is the most fucking infuriating character in all of the Naruto original universe. Oh, yeah, And the so? reason why is because he always just has his hand in his pockets or he's, like, commanding these bugs. 
And then he does, like, these crazy badass things. Like, okay, so the fight keeps on going, and Zaku is like, well, um, or Shino is like, you can't fight both sides. You can either take me on or you can take on my bugs. Wait, Spencer, before like, they get to continue fighting, we get a flashback on Zaku for no goddamn reason because we're never going to see no, this no, motherfucker no, no, no. again. No, no, no. He says that he has to fight with both sides, and then he has the flashback, Ugh. and then he's like, I'm going to fight anyways with my broken arm, too. And he well, just pulls his broken arm out of the sling. Okay, but this part was kind of cool because... Um, I, they, they talk about it like it was a ploy. So like the impression that I get was that his arm wasn't actually broken. Like maybe it was dislocated or whatever, but like he made it look like it was broken so that he could whip it out during the fight and surprise mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, and, and so he, he has this flashback where he thinks back about how like, you know, he, he, was in the streets, living in the streets, and nobody was taking care of him. And then Orochimaru was like, here's some bread, kid. You want to come live with me? Here's some bread. <laughs> you want to hang out? <laughs> Except it was more like, That's here's the bread. I, like, I started to do like this weird S thing at the end of like what I was saying. But then it just kind of came out like a creepy clown. So I stopped my impression. Yeah, that's the Anybody wrong wanna... show. You got the wrong show. <laughs> Anyways. So he has both of his arms out and he's about to, he's about to like be invulnerable while blasting. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> no, he's not, a, sir. Th- that is a reference to cannonball from X-Men. Um, and also a reference to uh, Jay and miles explain the X-Men. Listen to that show. You should um, listen anyways, to that. It's a great show. So he, he's about to blast. Show. What? Nothing. Keep going. Okay, so he, like, lets his blast go, and it goes into the middle of his arms, and then his, both of his arms just, like, explode from the elbows out. Yeah, it's horrifying, and here's what had happened. Shino was like, this motherfucker's gonna try and blast me, so all of you bugs climb up on his hands, but don't let him feel it, I guess. And so they, like, climbed into the hole, like, the holes in his hands that are, like, basically pipes, um, for for this like high pressured air to fly flow through, and they clogged the opening. So when he tries to push the high pressured air through, it can't get past the bugs, so it bursts out of his arms, and it's gross. Yeah, it's also and cool, he, but like also gross. Yeah, and he has failed, and she knows just like I did it with bugs, and then that's the end of that episode. <laughs> I did it with so bugs. Let's go, into, let's go into this episode. Um, it's uh. Uh, Kanoshi, what is it? Konoichi Rumble? Rivals get serious? Yeah, they sure do, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. the thing is, it starts with Surugi Misumi, who's not that important. He's the other face covered glasses dude, and Konkuro, who is, um, he is also relatively covered up. He wears like a full bodysuit with like a hat, and you can see his face, but he wears face paint too. Um, but that's not the important thing. He's part of the he Sand siblings. Of, uh, go ahead. He's, he reminds me of like one of those like uh, I think I said this before, but in Mario Two, there's like these shy guys that like yeah. come down no, totally. and they're wearing like all black, and he kind of looks like one of those. Yeah, they kind of have a face it, like, mask, and his face is where the mask is. Yeah. So really shy cool. guy Anyways. is gonna fight Mister um, Fantastic. So um, Misumi. 
So, sorry, so Kangaroo, he's part of the Sand Siblings, so there's Gara, who's the super murdery guy that we've seen be real murdery, and he is also being built up to be a villain. So we got him and Orochimaru both being built up to be, like, big-time dangerous villains. Um, Kangaroo is Gara's brother, and uh, sort of by proxy seems like he will be approximately as dangerous as Gara. And uh, mm. so this is when we find out what he does. Misumi... I call him Mr. Fantastic because he his deal is he like dislocates the bones in his body and uses chakra to control his floopy body. So he <laughs> sort of circles around Conquero and like wraps them all up in a big mean hug. And then he's like, like a snake. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna keep uh pressuring you tighter and tighter until you give up and you like you should be careful because I could break your neck this way, and then he totally does. And Conqueror, yeah. everybody's like, oh shit, Conqueror's dead. And then Conqueror's face starts falling off and it turns into sand. His head spins then, around to the back to look yeah, directly and, at Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, and you realize that Conqueror wasn't Conqueror all along. That weird thing that he was carrying on the back that has a little bit of fluff coming out of the top of it, yeah. that was Conqueror. And, you and know, he was controlling like, this living body that was underneath that's covered in sand. And how the you, fuck did he do that? Whenever because you're ready when, to like play a practical joke on your friends when you're a kid and you go hide somewhere and then they like don't play into it and you're just like, fuck, do I stay in here? Or like, is it worth it? <laughs> he's been here for like weeks and this is his whole deal. He's, you know, he's just been wrapped up in that shit being like, somebody's going to try and break my neck and then, ooh, I'm going to get him. So... Also, also like a couple things. How insanely smelly is it in there? Because like your parts <laughs> aren't escaping all of that. No. And like your weird breath is inside of there. And also like... He controls these, like, the puppets. Every time he's shown, showing, like, doing this, it's with these, like, chakra strings that you can see. And like also his fingers are moving it. Yeah, his fingers are moving it to do it. But he was wrapped up super fucking tight inside of that thing. So, like, how are his hands moving? Number one. Number two, how did he get out of that wrapping that was holding his body <laughs> up? Like, how does he do that? It's like... I don't, we, we're both talking shit about it, but it's really cool. But like, also it's kind of funny when you think about it, but it's really cool. This is like maybe the best moment in these entire five episodes is when Kakuro reveals himself to be a puppet and secretly hiding in his bag off to the side. And he's like, bah, gotcha. So (laughs) the puppet has like bendy arms too. So he, Mr. Fantastic's back at Mr. Fantastic and chokes him out basically that's the fight he wins really fast and then we get to the meat and potatoes of this episode which is almost nothing sakura and ino have a rivalry and that's the deal uh there's a weird shot of asuma being off model which this is a thing Uh, we were talking about earlier animation things one thing is you'll get models so you'll get like all these different pages of like what each character looks like from different angles so that like the many people that are working on the show will all draw it to look the same. And there's like two different shots of Asuma where he looks totally different and it's really weird. Anyway, so Eno and Sakura, they're fighting each other next and they have a rivalry and, and here's, here's what happens. Take it away, Spencer. I don't want to. I, here's the thing about the flashback. This flashback is like Eno and... This flashback sets women back 40 years. 
Yeah, like, this is so upsetting. It's awful. It's like, it's like, you're ninjas, yes, but you're never going to be true ninjas, so let's learn how to knit. Yeah, and she I'm said some like, shit about, like, if you're a spy later on. I don't know if that played in, because I looked away for a second and I didn't want to roll it back because I was just so over it. But, like, yeah, they literally, as they, so it's like all the girl ninja in ninja school get to go away from whatever it is the boy ninja are doing. And the girl ninja's class is flower arrangement. The girl ah, ninja class is flower arrangement. It makes me so annoyed and the whole time. The flashback is so long. And like the point. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Fairness. The point of the flashback is that Eno is nice to Sakura and nobody else is. And they become friends. That's the point. But goddamn, everything around it is so annoying. So anyway, um, I'm not going to talk about it. I just don't even care. Yeah, they, they they're the, friends and they <clears throat> they have a rivalry. It's kind of like the the Sasuke um, Naruto rivalry, except for they don't put any time or any effort into these characters. So they just like just kind of fall a little bit flat. Yeah, and their rivalry feels really put on at this moment yeah. because they haven't really discussed it in any of the episodes before this. Yeah, so, so it's they, like they they injected this insanely long flashback. They took the entire episode just to give this fight between two girls a reason behind some sort it, of meaning. and it's just like let two let you don't have to make the girls fight. You can let anybody fight anybody else because they're going to do that here in a fucking second too right after the there's another fight well there's this fight and then right after this fight there's a fight between the other two girls yeah and it was just like for real like <laughs> so um the thing that gets me here is i i agree very strongly that this rivalry is not done well it's um it's like when they introduce a character and then two minutes later they kill that character and then everybody's upset and they play the sad music and you're supposed to be upset, but you're not because they just introduced that character. It's that yeah. same kind of thing. This is unearned pathos. So their whole thing is when they were kids, Sakura had no friends. Everybody hated her because she has a big fucking forehead, except Ino was nice to her and she was really nice. She came and sat with her when she was sitting by herself. She talked about like nice flowers that are like rare and exquisite and compared Sakura to them. Then some bitch comes over and tries to talk some shit to Sakura and Eno shuts her down immediately by literally throwing poisonous flowers into her mouth and being like, you better go wash out your mouth or you'll die. Like they are <laughs> legitimate friends. And then yeah. now they fully hate each other because they both have a crush on Sasuke and it's, it's so, so stupid. stupid. And I like yeah. so I know that middle school girls have been known to be bitchy to each other and have been known to be bitchy to each other for stupid reasons. So like the you know, obviously that's a generalization. It's not true of everybody, but it is true of some people. So that there's a there is a chance that this is realistic. There's also a good chance that some of our listeners may have experienced something like this and it rings true. I don't want to take that away from you. But, like, narratively, this is unearned. And it also, it's so, like, they're really awful to each other. And it it's, like, then when you see how sweet they were to each other as kids, like, it really, the contrast was, like, a little much for me. Yeah. Um. So that all being said, they are matched up to fight against each other in the next battle. 
Um, they uh, are all packed up for the next episode, episode 42. They, yeah, they do some dramatic putting on of headbands. Um, they I punch each other's. Yeah, they, they punch each other in the fist, and I thought that they should do better than that. Uh, and then that's the end of the episode. I was so happy for it to be over, but there was another episode left, so I wasn't that happy. <laughs> it's called... <laughs> this is also where my notes go off the rails. <laughs> it's called episode gonna... 42, The Ultimate Battle. Cha! Which is like soccer is... That's what she says to herself a lot. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to be covering it's... most of this episode because Blake was uh, the most salty by the end of this. Yeah, um, I'm, so I might there... keep my notes and publicize them somewhere because they're they're pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> a little off topic. Here we go. Here we go. So this uh, this episode starts out with one of the sickest openings to a fight. This is great. In the whole show so far, and it continues to be a pretty sweet fight. That is punctuated is by completely strange not. interruptions. Yeah, the yes. the opening sequence is like the first thirty seconds of this episode are fucking badass. So like, yeah. so they both strike a battle pose, and Sakura rushes forward, and the animation quality has gone up. And Sakura does like a shadow clone jutsu, and there's like three of her now, and they both like leap in different rhythms against Ino, who like now she's like thrown off because she doesn't know which one is real. And then Sakura fucking punches her across the room, and it's badass. And then we come to a screeching goddamn fucking halt because we have 20 minutes to fill, and we don't have 20 minutes of material, so we're gonna have to drag this shit out. Yes. So the things that happen next that don't matter is that people talk about how they're fighting and what they're fighting for and how they know each other. So stupid. And then there's a, there's a part where Eno decides that she also should cut off her hair. So So she does. Give me a second. (laughs) Kakashi at one point during the segment where different characters are thinking about the fight that we're trying to watch. Um, Kakashi thinks about how good Sakura is at controlling her chakra, specifically that she's better at chakra control than Sasuke, who is the prodigy, who's the best at everything. And, like, literally, when he said this, I was like, this feels like the author trying to justify that he hasn't given Sakura any abilities yet. And, like, she's yeah. gonna she's gonna be able to do shit in Naruto Shippuden, but, like, until then, she's not. And, like, it's just falls flat. Like, you can't just say that she's better than the character who has been demonstrably shown to be better. And it's unearned, and I don't like that. So, anyway, they they get to this... <laughs> they also have this section where they've been punching each other, and I guess, like, while these characters were thinking about the fight, it was going on, and they comment, like, this is going on really long. This fight's been going on for over ten minutes, and it's not wrong not to show a fight that's just sort of like a slug fest that's going for 10 minutes. Like we don't need to watch that. It's totally legitimate not to show it, but like in the context of them having like these other pacing issues just to like drag out the time between fights or the time that gets us to the fights only to have a fight that goes long and not show it to us. I was like, really y'all like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. 
So we get back to it, and Eno has made this decision that she's going to cut off all of her hair in a very dramatic fashion as well. And then she yeah. just, like, throws it all over the floor. And you she goes, down, I am like, Ron Burgundy, need- and she gets pissed that Sakura <laughs> said some shit about her hair and cuts it. Yeah. And also after this, Blake was like, you got to clean up this hair. got to get, like, a janitor no jutsu <laughs> yeah. out here. At the end of the fight... There's like hair everywhere and it's like still being drawn on. And I'm like, somebody's going to have to sweep this shit up. That's a hazard. (laughs) So Eno is going to use her technique, which as a reminder, her technique, I don't remember the name of it exactly, but it's, it's body control jutsu. So she puts her hands together. She focuses like her gaze on you, looks at you through her hands. And then she like sort of shoots her spirit out at you. And if she hits you, And note how weird that is for me to say. If she hits you, she takes over your body. But she like – oh, hold on. Sorry, you got put on speaker for a second. So she is about – she like gets in the stance to do this technique. And then Sakura is like, hold on. I read the Wikipedia article about you, so I'm going to talk about it. So she goes – talk forever about it. She goes through the full list. They talk for so long. Like this is literally like – the author opened up the series Bible uh, to the page about Eno's technique and how it works exactly and what the drawbacks are exactly and read it <laughs> and then had Sakura say that. Like, it's literally like the detailed fan Wikipedia page of how her powers work. And here's the thing about her powers. They suck. Her deal They're is terrible. she can take over your body. That sounds cool. That's a good power. Until you learn all of the asterisks at the end of it. She has to hit you. So she has to focus her energy and then fire it at you. And if you dodge it, she can't return to her body for like a couple of minutes. And while she's controlling you, her body is a limp, lifeless husk that you can kill. Which we've seen be a detriment earlier when she used this technique. It's not a good technique. Like literally... It is worse than Sakura's technique, which, as you'll recall, is literally nothing. <laughs> so, 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 Sakura is like, I'm going to dodge it. So she tries to use it the first time, and she dodges it. And so uh, she thinks she's off the hook, but it turns out Eno didn't really use it. She was just trying to get Sasuke to get in all of her gross hair that she threw yeah. all over the ground. She, so she made a hair rope. With Chakra. <laughs> So she, like, tied up her feet with more hair rope, shoots out her ability again, and then catches Sasuke. I mean, Sakura. Sakura. But here's the thing. Sakura, instead of being, like, taken over by this and being attacked, Ino is trying to get her to raise her hand and say, I give up in in this fashion. But it it almost, it, it almost works until Sa- Sakura is just like, I don't want this to happen. No, no, no. So Until Naruto the butts spirits. the fuck in. Because he oh, can't yeah. keep his mouth shut. And so he yells at Sakura that she can't go out this way. And I know that this is Naruto's thing. Like, Naruto the character, not Naruto the show. I guess you could say it's both. But it's Naruto the character's thing to butt in and encourage his friends. And then they find the strength within themselves to go on. But, like, she's in control. This isn't cool. <laughs> And then Sakura just, like, expels her, so her power is even worse than it already was. 
Yeah. So, like, apparently, if you just think hard enough to get somebody out of your body, that will also work against her power. It sucks so so bad. Yeah. So she gets knocked out of this, and then her her, like, spirit returns to her body. But this is taking a lot out of uh, Sakura. So they run towards each other, and then in the same fucking way that they do this every fucking time in Naruto, they punch each other and are both knocked out at the same time. Yeah, but they before they punch each other, we get to go into sound off, sad music, flashback stand. Also, right before this, I refuse. They're talking, the teachers are talking, thinking to themselves about how Eno's technique was broken, because this is shocking to them. It shouldn't be possible. And Asuma thinks to himself, oh, the the technique must have been broken because Eno used too much chakra when she did the hair rope thing. And then Kakashi is like, it wasn't that she used too much chakra. It was that Sakura's will was too strong. So he totally invalidates a reason that I would have accepted that Eno's technique didn't work <laughs> and just gives it the the writer didn't want her to win thing. It's, it's yeah, I mean, so I, frustrating. I just, yeah. And then the end of the episode, it is the two other girls facing off, and then the episode ends. Yeah. And we're done with these episodes for this week, and good Let's riddance to never these watch episodes. them again. <laughs> I remembered the Sasuke fight moment thing being way longer and cooler than it was. It wasn't. The Conqueror thing was the highlight of this week, for sure. And then the Eno and Sakura fight was just garbage. It was just yeah. terrible, terrible garbage. Yeah, and then there was also the Shino fight that you literally forgot about. Because oh my of- god, there was. <laughs> that was alright too, but it kept getting intercut with Orochimaru and Kakashi not doing anything. So mm. it was harder to remember. But no, totally like... Tonkuro revealing that he was actually the puppet all along and spinning his head 180 degrees exorcist style to be like, I got you, actually. Like, that was sweet. Uh, Find that clip on YouTube. Don't watch these episodes. I mean, do. That's the point of our show is you should watch the anime. Find the cut down version. There's Naruto shipping in. It's got to be better at this. I didn't. I watched the regular episodes Naruto, or sorry, not Naruto Shippuden, Naruto Kai. Naruto Kai. If you can find that, there's links on Reddit and shit. Um, go find it. It's the trimmed, it's it's Naruto with the fat trimmed. I have never watched Naruto Kai, so I don't know how much fat they trim during these sequences. So, like, they cut out all the filler arcs and stuff like that, but I don't know if they edit the non-filler sections to flow more quickly. Um... I hope they do, but uh, if you want to watch it, I would strongly suggest watching that edited version because the actual broadcast version is interminable. Yeah, it's long. Anyways, uh, stick with us uh, through the credits, and we will talk about what's coming on next week. Next week. uh... (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say something. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. These are level 5 sound wizards. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon members get exclusive member content and unlock group perks. Follow us on Twitter at BNS Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. 
Reviews help us chart on iTunes. And remember, new episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. You thought you were going to get a teaser. But it was me, Dio! No! <laughs>